Jones in the pipeline, waiting. The inadvisable trapdoor. It's a multi-million pound gamble, and whether it works or not depends very much on you. Just can't take it, it blows their tiny little minds, there's something different, you know? The first time was around. God. How long? Before COVID, maybe six or seven years ago. I was feeling really tired. We'd had a late night up with. My daughter had been ill and we were stressed and particularly tired. And we were actually queuing up for a car boot sale, believe it or not. We wanted to get some cheap furniture, and I just really, really wanted to sit down more than I've ever wanted to sit down. We hadn't brought chairs or anything. So I just really wanted to sit down. It was this overwhelming feeling so I did I sat down and my buttocks as I went to sit down my buttocks extended out each one extended out coming to a sort of point in the ground and formed the legs of a tripod or a quadrupod maybe you'd call it with with my two legs. And yeah, I just sat there really comfortably. I was so tired I didn't really notice how people were reacting, you know, I mean, screaming, throwing up, and they were really shocked. Sandra told me later people were really horrified by it, but no, I, I didn't notice because I was so tired and just really comfortable. Well then, of course, when eventually I stood up, my buttocks were still sticking right out about maybe a metre behind me in these sort of stiff, sharp points. I mean, my trousers were ruined. And it occurred to me immediately, actually, that I was going to have trouble taking my trousers off because these buttock legs had sort of spiked right through. I sort of came to, I think, at this point. Noticed the commotion all around me. People were having to hurl themselves out of the way when I turned round. I've been to all the doctors, but all of them just laughed at me. Spiky bum. 
leg ass. One of them even called me fuck twat, which I, I don't think has anything to do with this. People can be so cruel. The inadvisable trapdoor. I love them. I do. Yeah, they really do. They're really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I see you have your computer linked to the telephone line. Can you tell us how you did that? It's beyond me. Have you been injured at work? Had an accident and it wasn't your fault? Are you also a pirate? Then call Pirate Injury Compensation Lawyers for you. Have you been made to walk the plank? Have you been injured by an insufficiently spliced main brace? Have you had your leg amputated and replaced by a wooden one? Have you had your timbers shivered and it wasn't your fault? If you've replied Arr! to any of these questions, then Pirate Injury Compensation Lawyers for you are waiting for your call. We charge no upfront fee. Just sign our Curse. contract and our professional Pirate Compensation Lawyers will get to work. You may be entitled to up to your body weight in Spanish doubloons, a haunted skull that won't stop screaming, or perhaps an ancient map showing where your treacherous scurvy dog shipmates buried your legs. Pirate Injury Compensation Lawyers for You are waiting for your call. Call now and receive this free parrot. Contract may be cursed, treasure map may not be ancient, maybe in fact soaked in tea and have the edges bone with the lighter to make it look old. Parrot may be haunted. What are you doing in here? Is this something that you want? Inadvisable trapdoor. I went to the heart of nothing and the new emerged. Chaos follows us around whether we like it or not, and we've decided to make some peace with that. And to go on regardless and not feel like such a square peg in a round hole or whichever way around it is. My name is Daisy Campbell. Sometimes my middle name gets included, Daisy Eris Campbell. I 
I got interested in the occult because I was born into a ritual taking place at the site of Carl Jung's dream of Liverpool. So I never really stood a chance. But when I found myself returning to Robert Anton Wilson with the thought of staging Cosmic Trigger, which was his autobiography, uh, I had to reckon again with Eris, and I was like, but she is also the one who can stand strong in the midst of chaos. She can be the eye of the storm. She doesn't have to be the bringer of it. She can be the one who can deal with it. And actually, you know, the ability to stand within the chaos is becoming a more and more significant skill as history reveals itself. days it's not about undoing order as it were it's about it's about not shirking or shrinking away from the unleashing of certain forces I guess you start to encounter occult currents or you know fringe conspiracy current or you know discordian or whatever they may be anything that's basically saying reality is more mutable than you've ever thought you arrive at what Robert Anton Wilson termed chapel perilous and he reckoned that you can only emerge from Chapel Perilous either paranoid or agnostic. So actually, I think that, yeah, the whole coming on of the Trump era and everything else, it was a mass collective arrival at Chapel Perilous. Without wanting to take that awful godlike stance which makes all the suffering that thus occurred seem like just part of the game. It feels like the encountering of Chapel Perilous is necessary for evolution. be a moment when your maps run out. The game is far weirder than you ever thought. And that's where the agnosticism comes in because I think so much of where like QAnon and all of these really damaging conspiracies is that if you are essentially playing with apophenia, which is that pattern recognition thing, you know, you'll see the lizards who are running it all or whatever the latest thing is everywhere in your feed, in your, you know, in everything. If you don't have any space for the mystery within your metaphysics, 
then you're going to naturally conclude that there is a shadowy group of people running everything or or some similar conclusion that is in some sense rational i.e it doesn't include the weird it's only when you make space for the weird or the mystery that you can begin to dance again with everything that you're encountering and so so actually it just needs to get a bit weirder knowledge that even at the end of the line the new spontaneously erupts or emerges I went to the part of nothing and the new emerged I mean, don't get me wrong, I still know that it all hangs in the balance. But I think that the game is not, not over. I am experiencing at the moment just so many encounters, people who are getting activated through dream. I mean, I literally met two days ago this fantastic young woman from Somaliland. She got handed this pack of cards in a dream. Only a few weeks later did she happen to be passing Treadwell's bookshop and spot the very thing that she dreamt about in the window. It was the Thoth deck. She'd never even heard of tarot. This is the sort of stuff I'm now finding that I'm encountering pretty regularly. My feeling is that it's coming up now from matter, that that we sort of counted out as dead. It's less from spirit above, it's more from matter below. And that's more a kind of feminine principle and there is a rumbling of the land and it's coming through the dream and it's coming through people patterning and connecting and crossing paths with it and these stories. There seems to be this sort of feeling that nature stories through us See, the way I see it, you, I know you you know this metaphor, but the way I see what's going to sprout, it's going to come from the kind of psychomagical underground. That I see as a mycelium-like structure where all of these individuals are following their thread, which just means following your sugars. And to follow your sugars, you like exactly like you were saying earlier, you can't be 
pulled sideways constantly by capitalism or by desires for you've got to you know you just, just got to be about the sugars not fame not possible you know whatever um grandiose visions you might have for the future just your next sugars keep following and then you're going to cross paths naturally with all these other people who are just following their sugars and the way that mycelium works is where there's enough of a critical mass of these crossing threads overnight a mushroom will appear above ground that's lovely but it's not really our business we don't all stop following our sugars because a mushroom has appeared to the world above they can get on with chopping that up and commodifying it and we get on with following our sugars and crossing more paths and letting the mushrooms do what they will i just experience this constantly But I also do think that the story you live in determines the story you live in. My local chip shop has got a very high counter. A very, very high counter. Too high, really. I mean, I'm nearly six foot tall and I can't see over it. So imagine. If you're a wheelchair user, or a kid, or just short, or just maybe an average-sized woman, I mean, actually, you'd need to be taller than average to see over it. I don't know why it's so high. And, I also don't know why they keep making it higher. I've noticed they've really not been very busy recently. In fact, I've been the only customer in there, more often than not. Even on Saturdays, when they should be busy. You know, that's... that's the busiest day for a chip shop. I think it's counterproductive. 
just realized it was a funny joke. Anyway, I think I might go to the other chip shop next time. It's a bit further, but at least their counter is a normal height. What do you want? You might think worms are boring and gross. But that's really not true. And they're unbelievably complex and fascinating. Most people think we've only got one species of earthworm in the UK. But that's really not true. In fact, we can learn a lot about ourselves by studying them. But that's really not true. These ones, when they stretch out, you'll really see the stripes on them. And many of them are so bizarre, they don't even seem real. But that's really not true. We've got a deep red one. very much but then it's always really easy to like extreme the inadvisable trapdoor is written and produced by me andrew o'neill my occult interviewee for this episode was daisy eris campbell you can hear the incredibly fascinating and insightful hour-long conversation with daisy over on my patreon page Daisy is running a writing course at the Cockpit Theatre in January and February 2024. Google Understanding Story with Daisy Campbell and I'll include a link in the show notes. If you enjoy The Inadvisable Trapdoor, please consider signing up to my Patreon. Writing and producing this stupid thing takes up far, far more time than is in any way justified and it's about as uncommercial as anything I could possibly make. I don't even let ACAST put adverts on it. Am I suicidally anti-capitalist? Perhaps. <laughs> Please, though, do sign up. You get all of the full occult conversations to listen to. That's eight hours of chat with fascinating people, as well as a monthly roundup video, Q&A videos, access to my online after-show parties, and first access to live tickets to things like my History of Heavy Metal, which I'll be doing again this year. I charge for a maximum of three things a month. You can set it to cap your contribution at, for example, the price of a pint of nice IPA. Hmm. If you can't afford it, of course, please keep listening for free 
If you can afford it, then you're paying for those who can't. From each according to their ability, to each according to their means. Mainly, please, please spread the word about the inadvisable trapdoor. Post about it on social media. Tell three friends. Let's grow this cult. The Inadvisable Trapdoor is sponsored by Bolsover Castle. Our lips shouldn't touch. Bolsover Castle. I like it too much. Bolsover Castle. That gleam in your eyes is no big surprise anymore. Bolsover Castle. Bolsover Castle. And though it's not right, I'm too weak to fight it somehow. Cause I want you right now. Bolsover Castle was founded in the late 11th century by William Peveril, one of William the Conqueror's knights but it was neglected from the mid-14th century. Its ruins provide the setting for the little castle within the 16th Bolsover Castle. Bolsover Castle. The design of the little castle was intended to evoke a Norman great tower, which it clearly resembles, viewed from a distance, rising sheer from the cliff. The interior continues the impression, with massive round Romanesque vaults in the basement and pointed Gothic ones on the entrance floor. The great windows of the upper floors were designed to give panoramic views across the landscape. Bolsover Castle. Bolsover Castle. When Charles Cavendish died in 1617, most of the structure was finished. His son William, playboy, poet, courtier, and later first Duke of Newcastle, inherited the little castle and completed the interiors with the help of the architect John Smithson. Bolsover Castle. Bolsover Castle. Bolsover Castle. Bolsover Castle. Rest your feet after exploring the castle in our fantastic cafe and treat yourself to a yummy sandwich, refreshing hot drink, or tempting homemade cake. I love them. I do. Yeah, I do. Really do. Yeah, really fascinating. Yeah. yeah.